Previously on Adventures in Questing. You guys sail all through the night, you get a long rest, get all your hit points back, spell slots, all that jazz. And you wake up the next morning, and as you kind of walk out, you can see definitely like ahead this island kind of rising up from the water at a distance. Faith Haven is a large island that is not ruled by any governing body, commonly referred to as a sanctuary for the faithful. So basically, the entire island is just one place where anyone may come and worship their specific god. Uh, you hear this kind of like, oh, this like cry, flying in this tight formation. Uh, these three uh, pegasi like dive down out of the sky. On their backs are three women, uh, the Rairagard. They're uh, chosen warriors of Harairi, goddess of the storm. Wow there. What might I do for y'all? Where are my manners? My name is Hero. It's a pleasure to meet you. Treat this as well-earned shore leave. We meet back here in three days. If you wish to continue your journey to Svanhill with us, three days. If not, I truly understand. here tonight. I'm gonna head over to uh, that building if anyone's welcome to come, but... You want to go to the Stormhold? Yeah. Okay. Where people want to go? I'm debating whether to go with you or to go to that temple. You've got three days here to kill. Yeah, we can always go together. Be a I feel like I will <coughs> help Doxy on whatever she wants to do first, because we have some time, and then I uh, want to check out a few things. Bob. What are you doing? I'm going to go find some things. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I think mean, we was just going to get up and walk out. Oh, <laughs> and you do have a key to your room, Layla. Because I do want to go to the Hall of Thought, because I think that could be really cool. Mm. And also yeah. to research some stuff that we've been mm. wanting to research at Spawn Hill. Maybe we could do that on if, like day three or so. I, I might go with you to the Hall of Thought. You guys go later. I'm not super smart, so I'm not really good at looking up that kind of stuff, but I might try. Nice. It's okay. I know you yeah. said you would, like, teach me or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, I can help. I think Winnie is going to go with these two, because I think that she doesn't see Doc get emotional very often, and something about her response, like, made her want to, like, support Doxy and, like, a, and go with her. Okay. So I think, although I want to go to that temple at some point, and yeah, I definitely want to go to the Hall of Thought or whatever. Yeah, Hall of Thought. Yep, you got, you got three days, so you can hit up a yeah. lot of different places. Because I'd love to check out Lear, find out different yeah. things about... <laughs> that's, uh, no, no, Colton? Yeah, like tinkery ears and inventors and stuff like that. Yeah, come down. So you three are going to the Abia. Thor, are you sure you're going to be okay by yourself? Oh, yeah, I think I'll be all right. Oh, I guess maybe Wraith. Well, I don't know where he's. Oh I, I think he probably just wanted to take a nap. Would he go to a brothel or something? <laughs> Is there a faith of brothel? <laughs> <laughs> That's where Raven will be the whole time. Okay, so you guys, uh, you start heading up. Uh, yeah. Where Where is Layla going first? Layla's going to the Strength Cradle. She's going to the Strength Cradle. <laughs> okay, so you you start walking towards the Strength Cradle. Um, Todd. Yeah, dude. What's up? Come with me. Okay. Where are we going? The Strength Cradle. I don't know what that is, but that sounds dope as hell. Let's fucking do it, man. Do you know where it is? No, take me there. I, I don't know where it is. Well, let's go find it. Okay. Should we ask some, for directions? Yes, will you ask someone? 
Do you not want to ask someone? I'm a big bird. I'm a, I'm a bird. If I talk, people might freak out. Okay, well, find me someone to ask. Where do we go? Kind of is flapping. You guys are kind of you're kind of just like walking around by yourself, and you do see uh, a large black building, and you can see inside uh, hanging like hanging from hooks and stuff. You can see incredibly crafted like weaponry, uh, and you can see like shields and incredibly like well crafted armor, um, and you can see there are two or th- you, you can see fire kind of coming from within, and as you kind of like poke your head in to maybe find someone to ask directly. You see a bunch of like uh, men and women, most of them dwarves, uh, like hammering and working at like various forges and crafting this armor and like sweating and like covered in like soot and, and grime with with the fire. Uh, and you kind of walk around, you see a, a dwarf there who's kind of hammering down. He's got kind of black hair that is medium length. It's kind of been pulled into a small bun. He's got a, a shortly cropped black thick beard with some streaks of like silver in it. Um, a couple of scars, just fucking insane arms, like insanely large, like muscular arms. That, like every time he like swings the hammer down, you're like, oh my god. Layla isn't, but Tristan will be like, Jesus Christ. Like incredibly muscular arms and like a muscular chest. He's he's working in this forge like shirtless. He's just wearing trousers and like boots, and he's just like hammering down, and he's bringing it down with it some, with such force that literally one of the dwarves at another forge is like, easy, Bark, easy, and he's just kind of hammering it down. Hello, please stop hitting that. Just kind of stops, turns and looks at you. Don't really see a lot of people like you in the forge. What do you mean? Children. Oh. <laughs> Well, I've been in one before, so... Cool. Can I help you with something? Yes, where is the strength cradle? Oh. Uh, reaches up like a hand to kind of point in the direction, and you see tattooed onto his, like, bicep the exact same eight-pointed star that was emblazoned on Micah Stout's shield. Kind of points at point... Just kind of, like, stops, like, mid-explaining, like, where to go. Kind of, like, looks down at his arm. You seen this before? Yes. And like looks around at all the other, nobody else is kind of paying attention. Do you know what it means? Absolutely no idea. <laughs> kind of like leans back. How do you know Micah? One time I left this scary place and he fell from the sky with a shield. And he, and he showed me how to go west. That all actually does sound a lot like Micah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, I know Micah. How? We're old friends. Oh, can we be friends? You and me? You don't want to be friends with me. I just said that I did. Sure. I'm Burke. Reaches out like a big hand. I'm Bella. Shakes your hand. Okay, so this place. Uh, Strength's Cradle kind of walks out with you onto the street. You go up that street, take a left. There is uh, not that big of a building, but you won't mistake it because there's a shit ton of orcs up there. Okay. You have any advice for me? Kick ass, take names. Okay, can you make this sharper? She pulls out her quarterstaff. You want me to just sharpen it for you? Look, it's got, it's got your blade. I can get one of these guys to do it. I'm more of like a, well, I can do it. Roll, a, persuasion, friends, roll, right? roll a persuasion check. We are friends. We are friends. <laughs> um, 24. Kind of leans in. Kind of like, he's a dwarf, so he's about your size. He just kind of crosses his fucking gigantic muscular arms. I'll tell you what. Take that quarterstaff with you to okay. the fight. Kick some ass. If you win, I'll give you something on the house. Okay. And if you Wait, don't win... Are we going to go on the roof? I'll sharpen it half price. No, I'm saying I'll give you something in, that I normally sell for money. I'll give it to you for free. Oh, okay, yes. Don't worry, I will win. Right, Todd? Yeah. Bert goes, <laughs> holy shit! 
I've seen a talking bird before. Is you just never expect them to be around. <laughs> well, Todd is around. Todd's like, yeah. And if we're going to be friends back, you have to get used to Todd. <laughs> no, I'm I'm fine with talking birds. It's just when you the bird doesn't talk, and then all of a sudden it's fine. <laughs> what was your name? Le my name is Layla. Layla. Layla Fozaza, but call me Layla. It's a good name. Think of Beck. Beck. Burke, but it's cool. Burke. Yep. All right. Uh, good luck. <laughs> Thank you, Burke. I'll be back soon. Okay. You run off in the direction of the of the strength's cradle. Uh, Thor, you are kind of walking up in the direction of uh, the stormhold, and you can see yeah. high up in the air. You can see some more like kind of pegasi kind of doing the rounds. Mm. And as you kind of walk towards the door, you see two women and two females. Uh, you can see one is an orc. With a completely shaved head in the blue and black armor, one is a human woman with uh, kind of a pixie cut of uh, kind of hot pink hair, sitting in, in just in just the kind of black armor. And they're both clutching these long, formidable-looking spears. As you kind of start to walk up and look down at you, the orc, you want to help you? Uh, yeah. I just I saw it flying around and just looked pretty cool. I guess I, maybe that sounds lame. I just uh, I'm in town for a few days and just wanted to see what this was about. Interested in the uh, in Harari? Yeah, I, I don't really know much about them, but maybe I'd like to. Go talk to Brenna. Okay, who's She's that? inside. Where can uh, I find them? Dwarf cleric, you can't miss her. Okay. Thanks. You walk inside and can see that this building is just like the Colosseum. Like, it's, it's got this big mm -hmm. open area. There are multiple levels. It's a strange thing. This is a temple, and you can see there is um, there is like statues, and there's definitely like religious iconography and like paintings and murals and things. But most of the levels you can see are these women, like warrior women, like sparring each other. As far as you can see, there are no male anything here. Oh, uh, yeah, it feels real good Fuck here. Yeah. <laughs> you can see in the center of this like open air kind of coliseum temple uh, is this uh, statue of a female being. She uh, has this kind of proud face, this helm that comes down over her face. She's clutching in one hand a long, like a hammer with a long handle, and in the other hand uh, she's clutching like a long serrated sword. She has this kind of uh, cloak that wraps around her front with like a, a pin in the front, like a Celtic pin almost. Mm -hmm. The cloak has been like, the statue's been sculpted so the cloak looks like it's like rustling in the wind. Mm -hmm. um, and she's just uh, standing kind of in this triumphant pose. And as you're looking at her, it all always looks like raindrops are falling on the statue and there it is not currently raining mm. kneeling at the uh, at the foot of this statue you can see a, a, a dwarf a female dwarf who's got her back to you Excuse me, are you Brenna? Dwarf kind of stands up you see um, silver hair that's been buzzed short mm. Turns around and you see this trimmed beard that she's got that's silver and white with like beads of black and blue Like braided into it and like streaks of blue that have just been like dyed into the beard She's wearing like black, silver, and blue um, plate armor, but she's taken the arm and like the gauntlets off, just revealing these kind of muscular, scarred arms. And she's got a battle axe um, slung on her back and two hand axes like slung on her hip. And she just kind of turns. Yes? Hi, I'm uh, Thora. Um, the guards at the front told me to come in and look for you. Why? Uh, it sounds kind of dumb, but my intentions are good. I just, uh, I'm just gonna be in town for a few days, uh, looking for something to do, and I just honestly felt a little drawn to this place. I, I don't really know about Harari, or this place in general, but I, I maybe like to learn and see 
what's going on here, if that's okay. Kind of steps forward, kind of beckons you to kind of come down to her level because you tower over her. <laughs> yeah, Thor will, will kneel down respectfully. She like grabs your face, kind of like leans in. Been touched by the storm. Am I wrong? You're right. But our goddess did not give you this power. No, I Kind of starts like walking around you. And she starts speaking a little bit louder and you see some of the women who are like sparring kind of stop and are like kind of looking down. So you came here, why? Because we have cool flying horses? Honestly, yeah, that's part of it. I'm drawn to the storm, I guess. Why? Uh, it's kind of a part of who I am. It always has been. She's just kind of circling you, kind of looking you over. What is a storm? Uh, I don't know. What, what is it to you? I asked you the question. That's fair. I just didn't feel like my answer would be accurate. Um, don't spend too much time thinking about the answer and answer my question. I think it's a a buildup of of energy and of power. Uh, she kicks your feet out from underneath you, and you just poof, hit the ground, and she just kind of continues to walk around you. All right, I'll get to my feet. What is the storm? Because it's a a buildup and, and and a rush of of power and and energy. And Spear. You see this woman like throw her spear and she catches it and clocks you like right in the chin. You kind of like spin and hit the ground and kind of taste a little blood in your mouth. She just kind of like sticks the spear down into the earth, walks over, offers a hand. She'll take it. Kind of lifts you up. What's the storm? Uh, I just feel like I'm gonna get hit again. I don't know. She just headbutts <laughs> yeah. you right in the head and you go back onto the ground uh, and you hear some like laughter coming from around. <laughs> Uh, she just puts a foot on your chest this time and just kind of like leans down. The storm is you, child. Training starts tomorrow morning. Woo! She stands up, turns around, and just walks away. Are there still people like looking down at me? Uh, people are kind of chuckling <laughs> and going back to uh, sparring, but one woman uh, who's been watching just kind of like jumps down from her little area and kind of like lands in the main sand, and you recognize the uh, the woman who was riding the, the pegasi with the shaved head and the, like X, the, X? the X scar on her cheek uh, with the dark hair at the roots that slowly goes to dirty blonde and then like platinum blonde. It's like this long pair of braids that just kind of like drop close to her back. She, and right now she's just wearing like black armor I'm leaving her arms exposed, except for some some bambuses on her on her on her wrists. You see, as she kind of lands down on the dirt, this this uh, pegasus kind of circles down, and you see this great uh, silver pegasus kind of like land next to her and just kind of like trot behind her, like like dutifully, very very dutifully. And she just kind of like walks over to you. Hi. Hi. Um, she's gonna hold out her hand. I'm Thora. Unhilda. Nice to meet you. Shakes hand. <laughs> Allie really liked that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, I saw you riding earlier when we were coming into town. It's actually the reason why I came up here in the first place. Your, uh, your Pegasus here is beautiful. His name is Brightwing. Brightwing. How long have you had him? Ever since I became a Rhyregard. When you're accepted into the ranks, your mount chooses you. Mm. You join the ranks. Heralds of the Storm. That's really cool. Tell me about 
being a rival guard and, and why you want it to be one and, and what it means? My uh, parents were merchants. Our ship crashed in a storm, but I survived. Storm kept me alive, washed up on shore one day, and I wasn't killed by the storm. And when I realized what island I had washed up on, she kind of gestures around her, and I saw the women on horses, and I heard the stories of the storm mother. I knew that it was because of her that I lived, so came here, and I started to train when I was about five, and now I'm the captain of the Ryra Guard. Um, I think Thora's jaw, like, hardened when she says that, and I think she, um, like, her breath quickens a little bit, and I think she's clearly affected by the similarities, um, and I think she lowers her voice a little bit and says, uh, yeah, um, almost that same thing happened to me a couple years ago. That's a little, uh, strange. Ships sink every day. Yeah. Yeah, they do. She kind of steps forward. Look. You seem like you're strong. You can handle yourself. Yeah. Kind of looks at the hammer. You're clearly good in a fight. But we don't fight for the Storm Mother because we like a fight. Though we do. We fight for Harairi because we love her and we believe in her. This is a place of belief and holy purpose. And Brenna, she sees something in you. If you want to mount, if you want to fly before the storm, you have to come to terms with her. She kind of jerks her head towards the statue of Harairi. We're her clerics, her paladins, her holy warriors. We're not just a bunch of badass bitches on Pegasi, <laughs> though that factors in. Yeah. This is what you want? I'd start thinking what the storm means to you. It was nice to meet you. She turns away, walks away. Aw, damn appreciation moment. Max, you're really good at this. <laughs> that was great. Love that scene. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you basically get the sense that, like, these women are, like, legendary warriors, but they're not just, like, cool. Like, they're not just, like, a militia. Like, they are deeply dedicated to their goddess. Yeah. And then have become warriors. Is there... <laughs> I don't want, like, obviously there's not a pamphlet at the door about the goddess, but, no. like, if there were to be a place for some quick, brief information about her, is there, does there seem to be a place within this building? This is a temple. Oh. You could go looking. Yeah. I, we can get to other people, but that's what I'd like okay, to Okay, you go start kind of trying to get some, some lore on Harairi. Yeah. Okay. H-A? What? H-A apostrophe R-I-R-I. -R -I. It's huh. weird really? that it would be Rairi <laughs> if it's the same <laughs> spelling of both. It's Harairi and the Rai Regard. <laughs> Allie, shut the fuck up. This is how we say it. This it's is my, my world. fucking world. Yeah. My world. You only live in it. I'm like, well, grammatically speaking, um, actually... Um, according to the encyclopedia. You have to keep that in. Okay, you guys are going to the, uh, the Abia? I think so. Yes, let me so you, sit back in my... Uh, we don't have... Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you do have to... You basically have to walk through the entire city to get there. So you walk past a, a number of different temples. You see a temple of indigo stone, um, the, the door of which seems to be supported by two identical twin-looking female figures, um, which you would probably uh, could deduce are um, the goddesses of the moons. The twin whatever. The twins that are worshipped by Vester. Um, and you can see people walking in and out of there. Actually, as you pass by that temple, you see there's like a small offshoot 
little building that looks like it was built very badly. Like it's just like weird pieces of like sheet metal and 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 like wood. And you can hear some faint screaming coming from inside. Uh, and you can see sitting out front is the gnome that you saw in Hearth, just kind of sitting there twitching, like in front of that little that little shack. Uh, and sitting next to him is a very, very tall human woman with a really athletic body. She looks to be in maybe her 50s or 60s. She's wearing these like loose leathers and this big fur wrap around her shoulders, which makes her look her shoulders look even broader and like more intimidating than she probably already, which she's pretty intimidating. She is like polishing a sword that is probably about nine feet long um, that has a square tip. So it's just basically like metal, 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 yes. metal, and then square at the end. Uh, and she is like kind of polishing it, kind of talking to this little gnome, just kind of like. I would like to see if I can hear what they're saying. She is covered in. Uh, she's covered in in different in scars. Her hair is this just mane of pale gray hair that's kind of hanging past her shoulders. One of her scars is a scar that goes from like the top of her forehead all the way across her right eye down her throat, and you actually see it like go oh, over shit. into like her arm. And as you guys are kind of seeing there, you see another uh, another figure, a dwarf with like a beard of like brown hair that's just sticking out in every single direction, kind of unkempt with a big brand, like an unpleasant looking brand on the side of his neck, kind of swaggers over to them and kind of like high fives the little gnome. Uh, there's a loud scream that comes from the shack and they all kind of like look at it uh, and the uh, the woman kind of shakes her head and kind of goes back to polishing her sword. Shakes her head in what kind of way? Oh. Like a... Like a oof, like something's going on in there that's a little rough. And it's like the middle, up. it's like the middle yeah, of the day. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like- You're gonna walk, walk up? Yeah. Okay, you, uh, you walk up, the woman kind of sees you all. Hello there. Hi, uh, we're actually going somewhere specific, but uh, what's happening in there? Uh, there's like a loud <laughs> scream. The, the little gnome is like, <coughs> as the as this kind of scream goes off, she kind of turns, rodent, it's all right. Just calm down. Uh, I suppose you saw, we're next to the temple of the twins. We also worship the goddesses, the twins, um, but we're not allowed inside. We have a sort of condition uh, that is directly related to the moon. We're not very well viewed by the, the priestesses there. And uh, inside is someone who recently came down with that sort of condition, and the first several transformations are always the worst. So we're standing guard, keeping watch, that sort of thing. I'm Varda, by the way. Uh, this is Rodent. Kind of points to the, the gnome. And this is a bravado over there. The dwarf just kind of gives you a curt nod. I'm Winnie. It's a pleasure to meet you. Doxy. Tim. Uh, you three roll insight checks. Yeah. Um, 15. 15. 16. Ooh, that's weird. Oh. <laughs> spooky. It's gradient. <laughs> yes. Um, she seems, she seems honest. She is very intimidating. There's something vaguely familiar about her face. To all of us? It's not that you've seen her face before, but you might have seen someone who deeply resembled her face. Is it? Her, yeah. Who? That angel dude. Uh, I don't. Don't uh, probably think had gray hair though. But where? The weird. The weird. The weird. It's a doe? Can you just tell us? Or no? no I'm not going to say it. There's something strangely familiar about her face. And it like resembles a, a different face that you've seen before. Are you like from here? No, I'm not from here. No, I came here to help out the other cursed. We're the Keeper's Claws, that's what we call ourselves. We're the sort of people who have come to terms with our affliction and control it a little better. We go out and find others who 
are similarly afflicted, and if they want, we bring them back here for rehabilitation, but more often than not, they turn nasty. Do we hear any specific type of, like, animal sounds coming from? No, it's just, like, deep guttural screaming. Mm-hmm. How long have you been here? Oh, decades. Raised my family here. Wow. Is your family all still here? No, no. Husband died. Son oh. left a while ago. Oh, no. Where'd he go? It's just shepherd. Oh. So wow. this seems really weird, but I think we met him at one point. You met Dove. <gasps> yeah! Oh, I'm not there, but God, I love him. So <laughs> we did. We helped him burn the cow. Well, yeah. Not him, but him. <laughs> I got my little hands in there and helped out. Dove always had a predilection for the more natural parts of the world. Did he have to go through this transformation as well? Well, he's my son, so he was a werebear from the moment he was born, so... He didn't have to change. But some people just suddenly, it happens to them? Well, if they're bitten by a particularly nasty lichen, there's a chance that they could be infected with the curse. And there's a lot more lichens out there that find their power irresistible and use it for ill. So keep us close, even though we're not allowed in the temple to worship our goddess, we channel her power as best we can as her chosen warriors. So you're not allowed to go in there because of the affliction? Yeah. I'm a were-bear. Rodent's a were-rat. Bravado's a were-boar. Jasali, mm. who's in there, is a were-tiger. People who can turn into other creatures are not well-loved by... Followers of the twins, they call us the Cursed of the Crescent. So... Our curse only comes out. It's only... It's the hardest to control when the moon is full. It's all right. I don't need to worship the twins inside. I see my goddesses every night. That makes sense. I'm not really religious. Did he, was he, did he look well when you oh. saw my son? Yeah. He looked well. <laughs> yeah, why, um, I'm, why did he leave? Didn't want to serve the gods anymore. Thought he'd be better serving the natural world. Yeah. Not to be a shepherd of the animals and plants of the world. Yeah, he, he was really nice and fought really well right alongside us to help us, um, get, I think, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, we've had a lot of adventures recently, but, um, yeah, he was so nice, very kind and had a good feeling about him. A very calm energy. I was not expecting to get this news today. This is, uh, it's good. She kind of leans her fucking gigantic sword against the, uh, the, the post kind of stands up. Thank you for bringing me this news. What brings you all to Faith Haven? Um, it's kind of a long story. I mean, we were supposed to go to Spawn Hill, but we were, we had a ship thing happen, so we came here for, we're here for a few days. Mm. Our ship's just being fixed. Well, if you're looking for a good time, Bravado is, uh, buying everyone drinks at the Strength's Cradle tonight. <laughs> I did want to go there. <laughs> it's a blast. Whether or not you participate, though, I would recommend participating. Uh, Bravado's like, it's a blast! <laughs> okay. Bravado has really, like, wide, kind of crazy eyes. It's so much fun. <laughs> good to know. What was your name again? Vada. Well, if we, uh, run into Dove again, you want us to pass anything along? No. Thank you, though. Oh, you hear another scream come from inside. The door kind of opens, and this very lean elven figure kind of sticks their head out, and you can see they have, like, dark, tawny hair with, like, amber cat-like eyes and this, like, lean, muscular build. They, they seem to be kind of, like, growing in musculature, like they've been, like, fighting something. She kind of leans in. If I could have somebody's help, please. And uh, Bravado goes in, goes inside the shack, and the door closes, and you hear another scream. Vada kind of winces and shrugs her shoulders. Not pretty, really. Well, maybe I'll see you at the Strength's Cradle tonight. Okay. If you uh, find us, drinks are on bravado, so. <laughs> Sounds good. Take care. Goes back, 
you guys continue along the road. Cool. I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah? No. We're meeting a lot of people that way. I wonder if they have a good relationship. I started to get a weird feeling halfway through that. Yeah. I'm sure it's nothing. <laughs> you guys uh, pass a couple of other temples. You pass a amazingly beautiful open-air temple made of, like, gleaming bronze and gold that's catching the sun's light and, and kind of, like, faintly kind of glowing. Very clearly dedicated to the goddess Raya, who is the goddess of the sun. Uh, there is a statue of a woman standing at what appears to be, like, the helm of a ship um, with, like, this glorious crown of, like, gleaming light and, like, a long cape and kind of, like, sandals. Um, that seems to be Raya. Uh, and you can see outside um, a number of different warriors are, are training with, like, quarterstaffs and with, like, um, short swords and things. You continue to kind of make your way. You start to walk on the marble walkways that cross across the lake. And it's just beautiful here. There's, like, large, like, topiaries that have been put in, like, pots that are kind of lining these walkways. The water's all around. So there's, like, water birds that are going underneath and flying over. It's really... Everything about this place is really, like, idyllic. It's quite beautiful. As you kind of are walking along, you pass the first ring where you saw from a distance those four specific temples, and you do have to cut through one of them. The one that you cut through is a, a large kind of domed building that has the statue of a woman um, with this kind of warm smile, kind of standing confidently. She's draped in kind of, like, what we'd assume, like, Greek and, like, Roman robes, essentially. But she's wearing, like, bracers and a breastplate and these leg guards. And on her hip is sitting a, a long sword. And in one hand, she's holding, like, a bouquet of some sort of, like, like flowers, like echinacea, like a medicinal plant. But she's got her hands kind of spread like this. And there is actually, like, a long sword jutting from her chest. That is the one thing that does not seem to be marble. It's like an actual sword. Uh, and you can, um, I think you would know from just growing up that this is a personification of if who is the Leonie and the goddess in the personification of good. Uh, one of the four children of Ilyeth, uh, one of the four Leonie, a direct opponent of Olak, the god of evil. You kind of pass past her and continue along. This, this kind of section in the, in the lake is like this big wheel of, of marble walkways, essentially. And as you kind of grow closer and closer to the center, you pass through, finally, the, the gigantic temple in the middle, which is a temple to Ilyeth herself. Um, you see all four elements are present, obviously, the lake, there are large uh, torches and sconces that fire is glowing from, there are sand, like these kind of soft like beds of sand, and the wind is blowing through this open-air temple. Standing in the very, very center is this female form um, who is just kind of wreathed in elements carved into stone. You all, without realizing this, because you probably don't say it out loud, see Ilyeth as if she is your personal race that you are. Wow. So you see a halfling, you see a dragonborn, and you see a gnome wow. as you kind of walk through. You see at kind of the bottom of this statue are all manner of offerings from like literal offerings of like water, earth, air, and fire, but also just like food and like pieces of parchment. Like there's just all of these different kinds of offerings that have been left. You continue around her, you see all of this like throng of people worshiping her and giving thanks. You kind of, excuse me, pardon me, kind of push through that crowd, continue along the wheel, and go on the opposite side and pass, kind of going back out onto the Leonie wheel, because you're trying to cross the lake, essentially. Going back out onto the Leonie wheel, you cross directly opposite of Ith and come across who you can a statue of who you can only assume is Olak, who is this average height humanoid, handsome face, simple robes, barefoot, long hair that falls past his shoulders, calm and collected, but you, you like struggle to maintain eye contact with the statue. Like looking into his eyes, you feel deeply unsettled. 
and he is sitting upon a throne made of skulls, uh, kind of carved into the marble. There's no one in this room. You kind of skirt around it very quickly. Well, is there any carvings on the walls or anything? There are a multitude of, of like carvings and murals on the walls, yeah. Does any depict um, the angel we saw in Landlocked? Uh, make a perception check. There, what did you make that's on your... 16. So this particular mural that's in Olak's little uh, neck of the woods, um, there is specifically a, a mural on the wall that seems to depict uh, this wall of dark, like this, like the mural is pure dark, pure dark, pure dark, like black, 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 painted black, painted black, and then that black turns into like an army of devils and darkness and shadow um, being led by, by Olak, like by this figure, uh, riding a nine-legged horse of black fur and red eyes and kind of brandishing like a pike. And on the other side, uh, you see <coughs> Ith like pulling the sword from her chest to face him. Uh, and behind Ith, you see a collection of like angels and stuff like that, but you don't like see specifically the angel that you saw in, um, but you do see like where there are angels, they're all behind Ith. Okay. All the beings that are behind Olok appear to be like strange, dark devils and demons. Okay. Uh, you don't really know when this is because you're not a you're not really versed in the like myth mythology and religion of this yeah. world. You guys are with them, so I would say you can both make a religion check if you'd like to see if you remember what if you know what this is specifically depicting. Is it religion or history? Religion or history, honestly, because they're both the same. Like they're tied into each other. Eighteen. Okay, so I think you would know um, from your from from growing up, and, and you didn't you weren't particularly religious, but mm -hmm. it's kind of tied in with history. Is that um, at the end of the second age was a great war, commonly referred to as the Cataclysm, in which Olak raised an army in the black wastes of Marath and attempted to, to conquer the entire world. If in a bid to save the world, met with Olak and said, what can I do to make you stop? And Olak said, if you kill yourself, if you end your life, I will cease my conquest of the world. And so she plunged a longsword oh into her God. own breast and destroyed herself. And Olak did not keep his word and uh, continued his campaign. Um, surprise, surprise. Wow. The rest of the world kind of banded together, a united army of mortal races and angels and fey creatures, creatures from all different planes, banded together and drove the dark armies back, led by Ith, who was resurrected after after she gave herself to save everyone and then was lied to. Once Olak broke his word, the spell that bound her demise broke. She awoke with a sword still in her chest, pulled it from her chest, mm -hmm. and did battle with Olak to save the world at the end of the Second Age. What? That's amazing. Thank you. That's I thought it was pretty dope when I thought it was. In, no. in being a fighter or just like a badass in general. And Olak was destroyed in that war and driven from the world. And the, that ended the second age. And the third age, which lasted 10,000 years, the age of prosperity came about after that war. So that's what that's depicting. Cool. Guys, I could talk all fucking day about like the, to you, like, like the deep lore of this fucking world. It's so much fun. Uh, and yeah, you continue moving on and you're like, oh yeah, that's that dope fucking story that, I, that yeah, I've heard do you before. Guys relay that? Because I think I'm like, I wonder if this... Yeah, I, I think while you're that. like scanning it and kind of yeah. have an inquisitive, inquisitive look on your face, Pim goes up and is like, oh, and then like tells you that story. He's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. 
It's very, very metal. I would love it if someone could make a watercolor painting of that fight, please. Because it's all I think about. Like a fucking, like, like one of those, like, Renaissance style, like, painting that's, like, all, all, like, darks and lights and blacks and whites. Anyway, you you continue along. You cross the lake. You get to the other side. Uh, Upon your journey, you didn't actually go to the other two Leonie temples, which would be for the gods of of good and, uh, sorry, of law and chaos, but you can always, you got three days. Mm. You got three days to go around this whole fucking city. I'm so excited to walk y'all around it. You uh, walk to the other side of the lake, kind of push through the, re- the remainder. Th- this side of the lake is a lot more uh, temples seemingly for like agriculture and farming. You see the temple that must be um, the temple of the Tuathanakan, which is essentially a big barn. Hmm. You hear people referring to it as the house of harvest, but it's essentially this huge stretch of farmland and then this like big old barn and a series of like silos. And you can see all these clerics and druids just like working in the fields and hanging with the cows and, and kind of doing their farm life. You continue to kind of push up the hill. Uh, you have to ask directions a couple of times. They kind of point you in the direction and you finally come upon the Abia. You would recognize this kind of building almost instantly. It's a small temple, but it's a, a temple built in like ancient draconic style. A small temple dedicated to the uh, the ten great dragons. It looks really worn down and dusty. You kind of approach and walk in. There's not a door. The door's fallen off the hinges long ago. Kind of walk in the room. And it's just one room. It's just one little kind of dark, dusty room. On either end of this building, you can see two statues of dragons, one with long curving horns and a, a pronounced snout, one that, which has these kind of twin whiskers which kind of fall down looks a little wiser. And then on the walls, in between them, uh, on both walls, there's four statues of dragons, four statues of dragons. Mm-hmm. It feels old and it's very empty. Is there any carvings on the walls? Make a perception check. Nailed it. 21? Uh, there are carvings um, at the feet of some of these dragons. There's uh, the one with the one with the whiskers has a carving that says Sona. Mm-hmm. That's the gold dragon. And they're all at the feet of their respective statues. Some of the dragons, the writing or the carving has been worn away by the elements. Mm-hmm. Again, though, this is old draconic. So not only should this temple not be here, because you have been told time and time again <laughs> in being raised that Esterlin, where you are mm-hmm. from, has always been the only refuge for the Dragonborn. It is the only place the Dragonborn have ever lived. You do not venture beyond. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but Old Draconic, which is the language the Dragonborn would have spoken probably more than like 15,000 years ago. That is what all of these words and names are carved in. And so that also doesn't line up because again, all of your history is tied into Esterlin. Mm. So the fact that this temple is here is weird. It's even weirder that it seems, and looking around, being an archeologist, it seems like this temple has probably been around 15,000 years. Uh, You also see an old draconic carved into Stona's feet, a phrase which says, make your offering to the golden one. And as you look up, you actually notice that Sona, the gold dragon's mouth, is open. And there seems to be like a hole where the throat would be. (laughs) You two are standing with her and kind of looking around in this strange little temple. You can't read any of the carvings. Um, It's kind of dusty in here. You see a couple of like little spiders. What's going on, Doxy? Uh, So these are, it's the 10, which are all the the ten ancient dragons Ooh. of my culture. And this one here is Sona, the golden dragon. And what's really, like, this shouldn't be here. Why? Because, well, from all the history that I've read, 
Dragonborns stay in Estralin. Like, they have no reason to go anywhere else. Well, but you said that you thought maybe your family was here. Well, yeah, but we were... We were supposed to be, like, one of the first in a very long time to travel outside of Estralin. Except for the people, the Dragonborns, who decided to not be in Estralin, but it's just, I don't know. So, like, what you're seeing here just doesn't match up with the what you've always been told? Yeah. And all the history that I've read and all the research that I've done. So weird. Hmm. Well, maybe just, the history's wrong. Yeah, maybe the research is wrong. Well, good thing we have the best researcher in town here to look <laughs> at all this stuff. Maybe you can figure it out. So, the Guardian gave back the necklace. Yeah, the Guardian gave you all back everything that you, you uh, gifted. So, <laughs> I want to take off my necklace. Okay. Oh, shit. Again. I don't know why I'm so nervous. And I, like, turn to the statue and be like, well, this, this is our culture. So I'm going to, like, ball it up and put it in the mouth. Okay, you put the whole necklace in the mouth. Nothing happens. Actually, you get like a like a faint, like almost magical, like ping from it, but it's not. It's almost like it didn't fully work. Like there's something else that I can give. Or you put too much in. I'm gonna take the next. You out. hear a voice in just Draconic. Okay. You guys just hear a Draconic voice yeah. say, um, "Maybe just the gold there, darling." And there is a, and a very faint kind of like, uh, as a white dragonborn oh. drops from the rafters. Uh, she is wearing kind of black kind of leather armor, kind of similar to yours, kind of that well, black armor and kind of like the chainmail. She doesn't have a coat or the turtleneck. Uh, <laughs> she's got the same kind of necklace mm -hmm. on, and she is speaking to you in Mistin Draconic. The second she lands, you instantly recognize her. Uh, this is uh, Vania. Vania is a white dragonborn and is a, essentially like one of the personal bodyguards of a pretty high-ranking dragonborn scholar like in one of the highest castes of your mm -hmm. society. Yeah. Um, you've probably interacted with her before. She is uh, a member of the Shakar, which is the, the bodyguard mm -hmm. for um, a, a, a dragonborn individual named Shasa Vassar. Um, and she lands very like gently kind of down in front of you and kind of straightens up to her full like seven and a half feet tall uh, and kind of, <laughs> uh, kind, of, kind of looks at you. I thought you'd arrive here eventually. Again, she's saying all this in Draconic, so you guys <laughs> don't know what she's saying. What brings you here? Uh, well, you, really. Um, we hadn't heard from you. So um, the Mistin herself sent, uh, sent Shasa, and of course I have to go where Shasa goes, to personally find you. Where's Shasa? Shasa and, and the rest of the, the Shakar are hiding in the foothills of Ulster. We can't travel in, in big groups, but I did hear from a traveling merchant, that there was some sort of draconic temple here. So I traveled here, and I figured that you've probably heard the same rumors as well, and when I asked around, they said that they hadn't seen a silver dragonborn that matched your description in the recently, beyond a year. They did describe someone who resembled your mother, um, but not you, and I suspected that you just hadn't found this place yet, so I've been camping out here, waiting for you to return. Can't read any of this, I'm not an archeologist. Wow, sorry. Well, I've been, just... We've been sent to essentially when we can find out as much as we can, I can return to Shasa and we can lend you some aid if you perhaps need to send anyone anywhere. Yeah. Well, I've lost most of my group. Well, you know that I, um, I lost the first party that I sent out. Yes. And that's why we went out to find the other party, but nobody showed up at the meeting point. <coughs> my colleague got killed in battle. Um, 
I've just been trying to follow any leads. Well, it seems from the descriptions that your mother was here. So perhaps, um, yeah. your mother's as well versed in all draconic as you are. Perhaps mm -hmm. she yeah. solved the puzzle and we can just follow her trail. Or at least get an idea and I can go report to Shasa what, mm -hmm. what you're doing. You guys are in the foothills of Vester? Oster. Oster? Oster? Anyway, uh, well, what I was saying when I dramatically dropped out of the <laughs> rafters here is you put all the colors in Sona's mouth, and Sona's only the gold. He's not the rainbow dragon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let me try. Um, <laughs> I should also say, um, do you know you're being followed by two very small people? Oh, yes. They also can't understand. They're, they're my friends. Okay. I don't speak whatever language they speak. This is Veneer. Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> oh, but it, to be fair, Vineer? it sounds like when she says it, it Vineer. sounds like Vanilla. Yeah. Vineer? Hi, Vanilla. I know her from. She gives you both kind of a nod, she... and she kind of gestures to her mouth like that. Um, oh, she can't understand this. I get it. Yeah, she's uh, from Ireland. <clears throat> oh, that's so cool. So I. So do you know her, or is? Yeah, yeah. She's a bodyguard of a scholar that I know. So, oh, not like um, a friend of yours, but you like to know her. Yeah, yeah, we've. We've interacted a couple of times when wow. I talked to So you kind of found <laughs> what you were hoping for. That's so exciting. I mean, yeah, that's what yeah. it seems like. No, it's the step in a direction, which <laughs> haven't had one of those in a year. Should we leave, or do you feel weird having us here? No, you guys can stay. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. This is my culture, and we've guys never... Let's try it. Um, so I take out the, the gold. Okay. And I put it into the mouth of Sona. Okay, the gold, like it was made to do this, rolls down the throat of Sona and the mouth closes and all the mouths on the walls and the mouth of the red dragon open up. Okay, well. Okay, so I'm going to start breaking the pieces and then I, I will actually hand some of them to um, Winnie and Pim and be like, okay, this is where this one goes and this one goes over here, just drop it in the mouth. As you're, as you're kind of handing them out, you see actually the moment that um, Sona, Sona's mouth closed, like a mural just kind of like appeared on the wall behind him. Like the mm -hmm. dust fell away to reveal a mural of this gold dragon like perched like very like majestically on like a cliff looking down onto like a magical valley with these mm -hmm. broad feathered golden wings kind of spread out and these long kind of whiskers kind of like blowing in the wind. Kind of like, a, like an Asian type mm -hmm. kind of dragon with a kind of long kind of curved body, but with these massive bird wings. Pretty cool. And as you start to put the different jewels mm -hmm. into the different mouths, this happens with every single one of the dragons. With the red, you see this kind of scary red dragon that is like surrounded by fire and is roaring into the sky. Um, the brass one is a is a dragon literally wearing like a pair of spectacles, like reading a large like tome. Mm -hmm. The copper dragon is just a, a dragon like doubled over in laughter from a, mm -hmm. you would know in the stories, he's like the mischievous like trickster dragon. Mm -hmm. The bronze dragon is a dragon that resembles Braca, almost identical. I'm like perched on a rock with like waves crashing over mm -hmm. it. Uh, Chandi the silver is a dragon that you can see like m just walking amongst mortals and like conversing with them. Known in, known in the story for falling in love with mortals and often taking her their form more than her own uh, because she loved mortals, like she loves people so much. Uh, all of these people, by the way, being dragonborn. The black dragon, again, kind of spooky, um, like 
coming out of a pool of acid. Uh, the green dragon, like, like lurking in a green forest, like in a dark forest with like a, a curved smile. The white dragon just roaring, crouched like on the, on like the, the carcass of a mammoth. Uh, and this blue dragon sitting in a room filled not only with like piles upon piles of gold and jewels, but also what look to be crystals that are containing creatures and ancient relics, like she's collecting them. Um, so you can you see slowly as you put all of the jewels in, these heroes and villains, the gods um, that, that Dr. Doxie worships. I definitely think I give the white one. Vania. To Vania. And I put the silver one. Okay, you one, but... put them all in, the mouths all close. There is a moment's pause. Oh God. And at Sona's feet, the floor shifts and slides to the side, revealing a passageway of stairs that goes down, a steep set of stairs that goes straight down. Holy shit. I love this Indiana Jones shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Well, do you want to go? Yeah. I yeah? I do. Yeah? We, we told the group where we were going, right? Yeah. We did. And it was fine. Okay, okay, you cool. walk down the stairs and you see a very empty room. There's not a lot in here. There's murals on the wall. This mural is a series of, it's like a, a mural of, of like a group of dragonborn like walking together. And in front of them, kind of pointing ahead, you see a brass dragonborn uh, and tattooed on the back of her hand, uh, a very familiar eight pointed star. Again, yeah. not the one that was on the compass rose, because that was very specifically a compass. Mm -hmm. An eight-pointed star, like the one that you have seen on Micah Stout's shield, and nowhere else, because you guys haven't met Bert. Yeah, yeah. um, I, will, I will clarify the star that's on Micah Stout's shield, and the star that is clearly tattooed on this dragonborn, the back of this dragonborn's hand, is basically if you took one continuous line to make the eight-pointed star. So there's no like place where a point ends, there's no like separate shapes, like, it's, like they started drawing the eight-pointed star and did not stop until it was completed. So it's almost like a Celtic knot eight-pointed star. In this room you see there is a shelf with some scrolls rolled up. Um, I think you would pretty easily recognize those scrolls, Winnie, as spell scrolls. Awesome. As arcane spell scrolls. Can I go check them out? Yeah. You kind of looking at them, uh, roll an arcane uh, check. 17. One of them is a scroll for the spell Tiny Hut. Tiny <gasps> Hut! And one is a scroll for the spell Mind Spike. Ooh. And also on the shelf, I shall say, there's nothing else in here. Um, except on the floor, kind of kicking aside some of the dust, a continuous Celtic knot type eight-pointed star on the floor. And only other thing on the shelf, like very daintily placed onto two little holders, like they're very, very valuable, are two gems, a sapphire and an emerald. What do you want to do? Yeah, I want to go look at Okay, you walk in to kind of investigate, and you see both of them have carved into their facets that eight-pointed star, and both of them, you can't quite make out, it's like you're watching like a video in those gems. Like there is something happening in those gems. Can I look at one? You're looking like as close as you can and there's definitely like stuff like moving, like you're almost watching like a scene or something play out within this gem, but it's too small and minute for you to, te to detect. Do I see them too? Yeah, they're hard to miss. You know what's funny? I was talking to um, the guy I really like, shit. 
What is this? Talbot. Thank you. I was talking to Talbot earlier, and this may have nothing to do with this, but he was saying that at the um, cerebral antechamber in the cerethium, it's sort of like a library, but you can look through, like, memories. And, and that, that memories can be stored within gems, and then you go there and you can experience the memories as if you are there. That's what if that's what this is? Yeah, what if it... We have to go... We have to, well, we're gonna go to Swan Hill, but I mean... Yeah, I hope so. And he said I could go in there. Like, I asked, specifically asked if there was a library, and he said I could go there. Like, he didn't say it was someplace that only certain people can go. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's safe to take them? I don't know. This is your can temple. I... I don't know. Fania is just kind of, like, looking around. She doesn't seem to understand what any of this means. Have you seen the eight-pointed star anywhere in anything? No, I don't recognize the symbol. I don't recognize any of this. I will I say, like, you're looking at this mural, make a investigation check. 19 plus 3? This temple was built about a thousand years before mortality was given to mortals. Call me a lore whore. That is dope. <laughs> this me- so, like, like, uh, I would say about- the temple itself was built about, six, like, 16,000 years ago, uh, before mortals were given. This specific mural was painted, you would guess, right around the time that death was born in, in the stories, when mortality was given to the races. And this makes no sense to me. No. Because, like- No, because in- in the stories- no. Like, in the stories, before mortality, before any of that, like, Mistin, like, the Mistin family led dragonborns, were guided by the ancient dragons to the, like, to the nation of Esterlin, where they have lived forever, they do not bother with anything on the outside. There's something really weird about this place. I agree. It doesn't really line up with anything we've been told. And it's super fucking old. I'll take your word for it. Well, I, I'm gonna, like, tell. <laughs> <laughs> like, explain. Yeah. But this doesn't match anything that we know about. This means that we've been just shut up in a closed system for so long that we've forgotten some of our own history. You think there's something we're not being told? Yeah. Oh, shit. Why are we just being shut up in Esterlin? I don't know. Perhaps it has something to do with this symbol or... This completely, like, rewrites history. We've seen this symbol before. Oh, I can't understand you guys. Sorry. Yeah, they seem to, they're just kind of chattering yeah, and draconic. Yeah, um, It's like, I <laughs> what, what was your little friend saying about those gems? She was saying that there's, uh, there might be memories in it, and the place that we're going, we might be able to see what those memories are. Do you think perhaps that might lead us to, I don't know, some, some level of answers? Perhaps this, um, maybe this group of dragonborn is out there somewhere or something. That, maybe they know where the ancient dragons went, which was know. our whole entire purpose in the first part, but now I'm starting to rethink. Well, perhaps you can access those memories. Mm-hmm. She reaches down into her pocket and kind of pulls out this stone. <gasps> this is a speaking stone. It's really only connected to me. Oh. I, I need to report back. This is, mm -hmm. it's boggling my mind, to be perfectly mm -hmm. honest, and I do need to report back to the, to the Shavar, but um, take this. Uh, if there's any information um, that you feel I should know, mm -hmm. or if you need me and, and anyone else to meet you anywhere. She kind of runs her hand kind of nervously through her feathers. Reach out and let me know what I can do. I can't really follow you to Svanhill. I don't really yeah. speak the language. I think I'd stick out a little bit more than you do. I'll rejoin the others and report what I've found here. We need to get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. Something doesn't smell right. Can you look somewhere, anywhere about this eight-pointed star? I can do some digging. And find out what that is. Also, do you know anything about dragons and giants? Dragons and giants, it doesn't ring a bell. 
I don't. I mean, we there were stories about giants, but not really like a war between them or anything like that. Okay, maybe look into that as well. Right. Because I've heard different things about it. I feel like there's something that we're not being told. I concur. But we need to find it out either way, because for our culture, this can mean life, life or death. Well. Okay. Travel to Svan Hill. I'm going to um, see which ship is headed to Oster that I can smuggle myself onto. I need to report back. Stay safe. Uh, she kind of reaches out and does kind of the, this kind of traditional draconic goodbye, where you both kind of clutch the back of each other's head and kind of touch foreheads, and you both kind of touch each other's feathers. Stay safe, sister. And she runs off. She gives you both a, a curt little nod, and she says, "She says, uh, stay safe to you." But it sounds like we just wave. <laughs> and she runs off. Um, yeah, we... she said. She said, stay safe. Oh, sorry. Good. Glad I waved. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You guys did not understand a thing that we were saying. That's um, okay. It seemed very important. There's a lot of things in this room and my history that don't make sense. Or like the history that I know. The knowledge that I have of dragonborns. So I don't know what this means. And it's kind of weird. Hmm. But I think if we look for the eight-pointed star, then and we once, might find answers. And we once might find answers. And, answers. and then once we get to Spawn Hill, we could try the gems and see if mm -hmm. um, that's what they are. Yeah, did you take those scrolls? Oh, would that be okay? Yeah, I don't yeah, no. It's no. your temple, and I don't want to take anything. Um, hey, if you can read them and you can use them, then do it. Really? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take them. Is the mural down there, like where we're at right now? Or was that up above? The mural of the dragonborns being led mm -hmm. by the dragonborn with the tattoo on mm -hmm. her on their hand. Uh, it's down in the smaller room. Where like we're at little, right now? Yeah, in a little antechamber. Mm -hmm. I just roll like a... I don't know, just to see if I notice anything that... Like, I don't know. That people haven't, other people haven't picked up? Yeah, either in the murals or um, object-wise in the room. Yeah, roll a perception check. 17. There is like a very faint breeze. Um, you see kind of like what, lo what looks to be like a crack in the wall. Like there's like a breeze blowing through from the other side. Did you notice this, Doc? No. Has it been um, blowing in like this whole time now? But It's just really faint. Like you wouldn't mm. notice it unless you were looking for it. Can I knock on it and see if it's hollow? It is. I think there's something on the other side. How thick is the gap? Like about an inch. Can Tim try to like <coughs> put his hands? Like his yeah, you you, you put your hands in and you feel it kind of give a little. Can I can I help push? Yeah, you kind of. <laughs> uh, push this door in, and you can see a long kind of dark hallway that, that goes down a little bit. It's completely dark. Hey guys, it's Max, your DM for Adventures in Questing. God, it's good to see you guys. Y'all look great. Everyone just looks so healthy and happy, and I'm just uh, just so happy to see each and every one of your little faces. Yeah, that's right. I actually, I can see all of you through the radio. So, make of that what you will. Thank you so much for listening to episode 24 of Adventures in Questing. Uh, it means so much. This actually marks the beginning of our third arc. I am really, really excited for you guys to hear what's coming up. Faith Haven, which is the location our uh, our buddies just pulled into, is one of my favorite locations I've ever come up with. I think it's really fun. And I like a lot of the, the characters and, and threads 
that start uh, start showing up around now. I, I really hope you like it. If you do like the show, please, 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 please tell a friend. Tell five friends. Tell every friend you have to uh, to take a listen. Um, word of mouth means so much, uh, especially for a kind of younger podcast like us. Also, if you if you want to follow us, you can follow us at Adventures in Questing on Instagram or at ADV in Questing on Twitter. Um, and follow all the cast members on social media as well. We're all pretty dang active. Thank you guys again so, so, so much. Uh, stay tuned. Keep an eye out on all of our profiles. We've got some very, very fun stuff coming down the pipeline. Have a, have a, just, you know what? Have a lovely Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this. I love you. Bye, guys. One second. I'm going to get my shirt. Wow. Okay. Is it right here? Is this? Is this? Is that a computer charger? It's a charger? It looks like a computer charger. Keep it there, please. I don't think that will plug into my computer. Well, why not? Do you have a fancy fucking new one? Yeah. Oh, shit.